Hi, Will Smith. Hello. Should we start with an apology to people who have downloaded this thinking it's the other one? Yeah. yeah. See, I was going to say, we've got to get it out of the way, because I did say I'm interviewing Will Smith to a lot of people. And they and got they very were... excited until yeah. you told them. So with that, yeah. I presume it's your real name. Uh, yes. Did you consider it's... taking a little stage name? I did. I wanted to, uh, I wasn't going to change it. I, I thought I was going to like uh, you know, go William or add an initial or something, but Spotlight, which is the actor's dictionary, they, they, you can't add anything extra. It has to be something completely different. And I thought, oh... So I've been doing gigs and I was sort of getting a bit known, so I thought, oh, it'll be fine. What, you're not allowed to just put an H in or a... No, no, not, not if I want to be, like, part of equity or, you know, anything like that. Oh. Yeah, so I'm sticking it to the man. I'm briefly interrupting to let you know that I'm Marsha from yesyesmarsha.com and this is from a series of interviews that I did from 2009 to 2011 called Marsha Meets, which were long-form interviews with stand-up comedians that eventually inspired the book Off the Mic, The World's Best Stand-Up Comedians Get Serious About Comedy. That book's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. Back to the interview. Well, it clearly yeah. hasn't done you any harm. It makes you quite hard to Google. <laughs> yeah, that's the It makes me very hard to Google, but I quite like that, because otherwise there would be the temptation to Google yourself, which is a bad thing to do. That's right, and presumably if you do Google yourself, you get loads of really get loads awesome of things. It's fine, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently I'm, I'm really popular, I'm quite hot, you know. Yeah. Amazing. Well, no, it hasn't done you any harm in your comedy career. You've won awards, you won a Time Out Comedy Award, you got... Nominated for a South Bank yeah. show award. You did the Royal Variety. I've done the Royal Variety, yeah. How was that? Uh, quite nerve-wracking, because I, I, it's just a lot of pressure. I don't know why I was more worried about performing in front of Prince Charles or my gran, but it was it was kind of like, ah. And just lots of people there in dinner jackets looking very rich. And <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, yeah, suppose, listen to yeah. your voice. You're quite posh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You must have felt quite You're right. at home. Home crowd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I play a little clip of you doing stand-up, actually, oh, yeah, yeah. on that? If, that exists. So this is you talking about being posh, but about how things have changed for people who were posh. I mean, we all know that 50 years ago, the head of ITV would have come up to someone like me and said, excuse me, what would you like to do on television? And I could have said, I'd like to do a show called Scouts and then Badges. <laughs> yeah, I'd have got a 10-week series of my own Christmas special. I flick through the channels now, I just see cooks, gardeners, builders, decorators, and I just think the staff have taken over. It's an utter disgrace. <laughs> But, in fact, you have done TV. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I am allowed on TV occasionally. So you've done reporting on Richard and Judy? Yeah. You could have gone in a bit higher with oh, the stuff sorry. I've done. But that's... <laughs> Go on. I have done reporting on Richard and Judy, but I've done things like Buzzcocks and Argumental and been on and uh, in the thick of it. I oh, of course. Well, is, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Which no, is nothing the, against the Richard and Judy. Yeah, 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 if yeah. they're listening, apologies <laughs> to Richard and Judy. The thick of it, which has been made into a film. Yes. I'm, I'm, I've got four lines at the end, or as I like to call it, the climax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. can you say what any of those are? Yeah, yeah, I can do it for you, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Dan. Is this my desk? Thank you. That's about it. But right. There was a lot of improv we did, but for some reason it was cut out. But that's yeah. exciting. Have you been going to premieres and things? Uh, no, I think they had, they had a premiere up in Glasgow for the film festival, and then uh, I've been to a cast and crew screening, so I've seen it on uh, cinema screen, which is really exciting. That must be amazing. It really is, yeah. It, uh, what actually really excited me was... At the start, when you get all the kind of the logos for the film companies and the sort of all that, I was like, oh, it's a proper film and I'm in it. And you can Google me on IMDb and, and it says I'm in it. I must be in it. And not even that. Um, we had uh, Chris Addison on this podcast oh, last great. week Fantastic. and he was talking about being in it with Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano, yeah. yeah. Which is huge. Well, I, th I think he, Chris actually has a scene with, uh, with Tony Soprano. Yeah, he, he insults him. 
Tony uh, insults him rather than uh, the other way around. You wouldn't risk that. <laughs> no. But yeah, I would have loved to have uh, been in an actual scene with him. I'm very jealous of Chris. But still, to be in a film with him, yeah, your friends must be very impressed. Yeah, yeah. My mum and dad, who, who uh, bizarrely are massive fans of The Sopranos, were really excited. So no, it's fantastic. And the people of Jersey must be very proud. People of Jersey, yeah, well, I think they're going to be very proud because actually one bit of impro that did stay in, uh, although it's probably not impro because anyway, it's true. Was uh, was me talking with uh, Peter Capaldi's character Malcolm Tucker? About, uh, he asked me where I where I went to school, and I say a school in Jersey, and it just sort of fades down. That, that that's kind of one of the last bits of the film. So it'll be a nice little moment for the wow. people of, the people of the island. Was it the actual school you went to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, as I did it, I thought I shouldn't have said that. That's me. Not I should be being a character, but then it's in the film. So that's, it's still, right. that's nice, and that's going to be so exciting. I want to ask you about Jersey because I'm mm. fascinated by it. It seems to those of us who uh, don't live there and have, have never been there, it just seems like quite an odd place. My main, <laughs> you know, my main experience of Jersey is Bergerac, Bergerac yeah. which would imply that it's just a tax haven for yeah. uh, millionaires. Well, there is that. Uh, yes, I mean, I actually, you know, in spite of my kind of, you know, heightened stage persona, I, it was quite a, quite a modest kind of family in some ways. My, my dad was a teacher and my mum was a nurse, so we kind of, they went over there. My dad went there to teach the oboe. Uh, so we didn't go there as uh, as tax exiles, but there is there is you know, an awful lot of money there. But it's a, it's a very beautiful place. I mean, it's you know it's gorgeous beaches and cliffs. It's it's very safe. Is it strange? Um, no. I mean, I'm presuming that your kind of impression of it has also been coloured by the the news reports about the uh, the children's home where it turned out that they, there weren't actually any bodies. It was just a piece of wood. <laughs> um, that's the Jersey police for you. Those guys are those guys are sharp. So, so no, I mean, I think the media impression of it is that, you know, it, it is a strange backwards uh, place full of uh, Nazi collaborators. But it, for me, it was quite idyllic, really. It was just very nice and sunny and happy. And with going back to the Bergerac thing, you know a lot about Bergerac. Mm. I can link any film to Bergerac in six moves or less. OK. I might be a bit rusty now I've said that. Right. It's not something I do every day of the week. Can I try it? Yeah, you can try it. Um, I'm trying to think of the last film I bought on DVD, The Shining. <laughs> The Shining, actually, uh, I've got to remember the guy's name, but it's, uh, I'll do it two ways so that, you know, but uh, there is an actor, I th- it's Philip Stone. He plays, uh, uh, I think he's the, the butler or the ghost of the butler in The Shining, uh, but he's in episode 16, Fall of a Birdman. So, wow. <laughs> uh, you even got the number, that's amazing. Yeah. What, what was the other way you were going to uh, Well, I was going to go, I was thinking of Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack Nicholson um, is in A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise who's in Ronin with sorry who's in Mission Impossible with Jean Reno who is in Ronin with Natasha McElhone who's in episode 79 Snow in Provence so thank you sorry for the stumble there that was embarrassing you know all the episode numbers yeah well I know all the I know all the episodes where they've got a guest star that can link me to a film but that's about half of them but you are you do get Autistic. quite... Um, well, no, I was going to say uh, obsessive sometimes yeah, about yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. You've seen Return of the King five times. I saw all the Lord of the Rings films five times at the cinema, and then since then I've seen them many times. <laughs> They're yeah, long yeah. films. Yeah, but I had to... Because I, I have quite a weak bladder, so I needed to... To, to time my wee breaks and if so I'd like the first time I saw it I'd go like at the sort of 45 minute point and then I'd, and then probably again at, you know an hour and a half and then I had to go sit again and I'd drink water you know right before so that then my wee would be like at an hour so I'd get the bit I missed at 45 minutes so I sort of staggered it all so, so it could, actually took you a really long yeah, time yeah yeah it was like a, you know you had to really sort of approach it you know like a like a plan with a real plan of how to see every, every bit and take it in you know that's impressive that's quite military yeah, very military yeah and also 
uh, Marillion, who got their name from a from yeah from JR. the Silmarillion, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And huge you, fan, massive fan. You did a show about them. I did a show about the, their album Misplaced Childhood, uh, talking about how childhoods have changed in the twenty years since the release. And uh, and I actually got Fish, the, who's the ex-lead singer now. He's gone solo. He's done fantastic albums. Uh, I, I got him involved in it, and he kind of filmed some bits with me for it, which was just a thrill. And then he he came to my wedding. Uh, so no way. Yeah. Did you point him out in the speech? Uh, no, my brother pointed him out. He got my brother gave me a, a challenge. To, I had to sort of finish some lyrics, some Marillion lyrics in front of him. Which how did it go? I, oh, I got I got it. Though I remember I paused on Lavender, which is probably their second or third biggest hit. Number five, and uh, I, and then it's suddenly it came back. It was a horrible moment, but I, I did get it. But I had, I had fish, and I also had Elrond from Lord of the Rings because he's my mum's cousin, and he was over. He was filming uh, the Howling, which is going to be out in a couple of months, and uh, so he was like, "Oh, I'm over. Can I come along? I haven't seen the family for ages." So he was, oh he was there as well. It was just wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, if my wife hadn't turned up, it would have been the best day of my life anyway. <laughs> it was great. Now, how old were you when you got into Marillion? Uh, it was uh, clutching at straws album, which nineteen eighty seven. I was sixteen. Is there a bit of you that just wants to run back to your sixteen year old self and be like, "Guess what? Guess what?" Yeah, I know. If I could tell my sixteen year old self, a that I'll get married, which seemed like you know <laughs> highly unlikely uh, back then, but you know, B and C and and Elrond and <laughs> and the lead singer Marillion will be there. Be, yeah, it's just fantastic. I'm yeah. living the dream. I really yeah. am. <laughs> um, and you've written a couple of books. Yes, uh, the joy of no sex. Uh, it was in a persona. It's not me. Right. I, I like sex. <laughs> that sounds really creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No joy, no sex. The spoof of the of the, the joy of sex, and then uh, how to be cool. It's the other one I've done. Yeah. Tell me about how to be cool. How to be cool. It's uh, well, it's it's kind of like a sort of spoof of a self help guide, because obviously I I know nothing about being cool. It came out of a, an Edinburgh show I did, which was basically saying, you know. Uh, being cool is about being an individual. How come the fact that I love Bergerac and Marillion, which no one else does, why doesn't that make me cool, basically? So it's kind of like looking at that. When you came up with the title for the book and the show, were you aware of anything else called How to Be Cool? Uh, no. What? Is there another? Have you found something that's... <laughs> I found something. There was there was a TV programme in the 1980s. Oh, I'm going to love it then. That starred Vass Blackwood, who's in Lockstock. Oh, right. And Roger Daltrey... <laughs> And in this episode, Gary Glitter. Oh. It's so there's there's one clip which I'm gonna play you the theme music from and uh and then there was just one forum where people were talking about it and uh, apparently the premise um in the one that they saw was that Daltrey invented the sixties scene and was planning to create the nineties with the help of a scientist who had developed some kind of machine that turned everyone that touched it into the coolest person in the universe. Wow. <laughs> and then someone else has said there was a bunch of cool kids who had a device called the coolometer that oh. could measure coolness. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in brackets, they've written, the writers must have been on drugs. What? Anyway, do you oh, want to yeah, yeah, see the, I, the yeah, credits Do I? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, what's just come up with the words, Gary Glitter, how to be cool? <laughs> One thing that's very funny is the guy that put the clip up for this, he's like a Gary Glitter fan, and I was thinking, dark. A his dwindling profile. band. <laughs> if you have a look at his profile, there's a massive big thing saying this is all about Gary Glitter, the actor and the musician. This is nothing to do with... I'm not a fan of his other work. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, let me show you this. How to be... Adultery. 
And so that's it. Uh, I'll just leave the video on so you can see Gary Glitter when he appears because oh his costume is quite fantastic. God, that was incredible. <laughs> and so did you know that you No, had... I didn't, but I just want to see every episode of that. That looks terrible. <laughs> but it does mean that if people try and find a clip on YouTube of maybe of the show, they're, they're going to find with Glitter. Gary Glitter out of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being assaulted on every side by other people who are more famous for... What's he doing? He's wearing a sort of fur coat and a massive gold cap. And it looks like he's sort of a shirt that's made of Cadbury's dairy milk wrappers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So you know what you need to do? What? Is get a clip of you talking about how to be cool and get it up on YouTube really quickly. Yeah. So that... I can be associated with the paedophile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I need to do. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, you're doing a show. Can I link that, Handbrake can I link that to Bergerac as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, Freddie Jones was in the credits there. So you go, uh, Freddie Jones is in The Elephant Man with John Hurt, who does one of the voices of, I can't remember which rabbit he does. I think he does Fiverr in uh, Watership Down, which also features the voice of Simon Cadell, who is in episode four, Campaign for Silence. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Mm. Um, anyway. So you're doing a show <laughs> yeah. at Just the Tonic. Yes. At the Leicester Square Theatre on Saturday the 14th of March. Yeah. And do you want to tell me a bit about Just the Tonic? Yeah, well, it's, it's a club. It started in Nottingham, um, and it, it's just one of the best clubs in the country. And, and, I mean, the people that came through the ranks there were people like Johnny Vegas and Ross Noble used to sort of do it loads. And it was the first club that Ricky Gervais ever did stand-up in. So it's always had a really great reputation amongst comics and you know and the Nottingham crowd. And then uh, Daryl Martin, who runs it, is, is bringing it to London. So uh, it should be as good down here as it was up there. Amazing. And it's running every Saturday. And yeah. the Saturday, the 14th of March, when you're playing, there's also Rob Rouse. He's fantastic. And yeah. Zoe Lyons. Yeah. And a surprise guest. A TV name who we cannot reveal. Do you know who Ooh, it is? I do, yes. Can I'm you drop a say. hint? Uh, can I drop a hint? No, no, I'm not allowed to drop a hint, apparently, no. Oh. No. Can you, can you, how, oh, I'm just trying to think if you can drop a visual hint. <laughs> then my reaction might be a hint without giving anything away. Uh, he hasn't done stand-up for a while. That's really uh, he's exciting. He's been doing other things, but he, he's fantastic. Okay, so that's Saturday the 14th. Yeah. Just a tonic at the Leicester Square Theatre. Mm. And uh, for other dates and information on your book and your shows and uh, clips of you and that kind of thing, people go to your website, which yeah. is? Uh, Theotherwillsmith.co.uk. Or if you just search Will Smith UK, actually, I do come up. Oh, does it? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Thank you Thank so you. much Cheers. for coming on the no show. No problem. Thanks so much for listening. If you like that, you'll probably love the book that I put together with Deborah Francis White called Off the Mic, The World's Best Stand-Up Comedians Get Serious About Comedy. So asking them things like, what's your writing process? How do you find your voice? What do you think about touring? How do you deal with hecklers? We interviewed 42 stand-ups, including Eddie Izzard, Sarah Millican, Phil Jupiter, Stuart Lee, Mark Maron. It's out now on Bloomsbury Publishing. If you want to find out more, go to Yes Yes Marsha.com forward slash off the mic.